Hey, Sarah, and this is Vocal Defrag. Vocal Defrag is the opportunity to ask questions and question answers. Do you many people don't do that? You can hear my dog right now. She's going crazy on this little walk through the forest. I do a transition walk. That's where we do our vocal defragging. I also defrag inside of a journal, asking the questions and then questioning the answers. And it opens up the mind, body, and soul into accepting what is and what isn't. And it goes back to that question I just asked you, which is, do you realize that there are people that don't do this? And the reason why is because it's too much weight. It's too many answers that you don't want to deal with. It's like paying your bills. There are some people that like to do it on time and other people who like to procrastinate. Oh, which I guess is like cleaning the house as well. Well, I think that's what vocal defragging is, or even writing it out in a journal, a defrag. And that is, you're just basically cleaning out the closet, the mental closet, that place where all those voices live, and they knock on your heart, and they play with your mind. You wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety. So if you ask the questions and question the answers, you're able to understand who it is and what it is that you are and could become. And it's really one of those things that, you know, it takes a lot of time to just face the mirror. Face the face is what I always call it. That person in the mirror is looking right at you. And you know what the scariest thing is about that? It's that face in the mirror knows your story. You can't bend the truth with the face in the mirror. Because that face in the mirror has been with you the entire way. That is scary as hell. Can we sit down and work this out? Don't let people know about this part of my journey. Don't do it. The face in the mirror, facing the face. You know what, let's just go ahead and make that our subject today. Facing the face. Because what are you holding on the inside that even your spouse or a close family member, they know nothing about? They assume, they think they know, but they don't. But you do. You have those moments in your life that you go, look, I'm not going to deal with this. And I think that if I don't deal with it, it'll go away. But look, let me tell you something right now. I'm just days away from becoming 61. Let me share one valuable lesson to you. You can have a moment as a teenager that you think you set aside. It went away. And man, 20 or 30 years later, is facing the face in the mirror. All of a sudden you're going, I did what? Oh yeah, I did that. And what were the repercussions, the cause and effect of making such a decision? Is it something that helped shape you? Is it something that kept you away from growing into different areas? Because in everything that we do, a moment of truth here, in everything that we do, it leads to something in your life. It leads to an effect that will put you in a place that you could have been stronger, but because you made this decision today, it made you a little bit weaker. It made you, you know, I'm just going to kind of kick back and not put a lot of energy into it. Today I have a movie premiere, and then I'm going to my essential job. Movie premieres are not easy. They beat the hell out of you. So this morning I was up at 7 a.m. after getting home at midnight, and I was sitting there writing in the defrag journal, and I asked myself, when are you going to get this day started? And I literally wrote, can I have at least five minutes to do absolutely nothing? Well, in the defrag journal, that writer came back with, that's not how you live. 
You live by getting shit done. You live by making a mark. And taking five minutes to do what you said you wanted to do? No. Because it will have an impact on something you're going to do a little bit later on. I do believe in that. I live that lifestyle. That if I make a bad choice, that choice may be acceptable and I'm not being held accountable. But somewhere along this path, it's going to change something that should have taken place. But because I made that decision on that particular day, it's going to interfere with where I am today. Facing the face in the mirror. You don't think that I don't sit there and wonder if I had played the radio game the way it should have been played, that I would be in the game of terrestrial radio? I I can't say yes, I can't say no. But I went from market number 252 to market number 35, and now we're market number 23. But I made that big jump, and I will tell every one of my broadcasting students that it was the greatest mistake of my life to go from Billings, Montana to Charlotte, North Carolina, because I missed out on a lot. I'm not the only one who does this. Hell no. We all want to be a leader. We all want to find our victory. We all want to get there quickly. And the thing is, is that when you make that jump, you have to stop and think, what were you supposed to learn along the way? And so that face in the mirror, the face you have to face, it knows that maybe, maybe it could have been a different story. A different mirror. A different opportunity. Now, the one thing, and I'm, I'm not going to turn this into a negative vibe, but uh, the one thing that I will say is the most positive thing that has happened out of this move in 1985 from Montana to Carolina was that way down the road, eight years after arriving, I met the woman that would become my wife of now 30 years of marriage. If I had not made that jump from Montana to Carolina, this wouldn't be happening. And I do talk to the face in the mirror. And I do say that I'm grateful for such an opportunity to be in in a relationship that has so much openness. I mean, my God, she lets me write. And, And I mean that in a really positive way. Most people say, come on, why do you always find yourself writing? That's so boring. And, and, you know, come on, you know how people are. Everybody wants to have their own sense of attention. But when you face the face, the only face that truly knows your entire journey, because even in a daily journal or a defrag journal, sometimes you don't put it all out there. Because you know someday somebody's going to be looking at your junk. And when they find something out about you, you're not going to be around to deny it. But they're going to say, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And your story is going to change. And you can't defend it. You can't say, well, here's the reason why. But the face that you face knows the story. And you have to be able to handle the way the face looks at you. That face trusts you to show up every day. Because it likes getting its hair combed. It likes the way you brush its teeth. That face in the mirror... It likes the way that you look at your nose to see if the if it's been trimmed, if there's no nose hairs hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that face. That face has an image. It's got to be the image of you. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, then something's not right. What about those thoughts that that face in the mirror is carrying? Come on, it's just like your nose hairs. 
something in between your teeth. Oh my God, you've got ink below your eyes. I do, I, because I'm a daily writer and I'm a dipper. I dip into an inkwell. There are days that I walk in the bathroom because I rub my eyes. Uh, I'll have ink stains right below my eyes and it looks like somebody kicked the crap out of me. It's like, oh my God. But that face that you have to face, it knows the truth. What does it know in your life that others don't know? What is it bearing to your soul that others will never know unless they find out about it in the future and you couldn't talk about it because you're gone? Do you want that legacy? Is that where you want to go? When you set things aside, do you want to put them in a place where it's like, okay, nobody will ever find this? But we do. We do. And then you wonder... How did they hold on to it for that long? And we didn't know. But now that we have it, who we thought they were is a different person, a different story. Facing the face. It knows how many secrets that I kept away from the world. But then I discovered writing. Then I discovered podcasting. Then I discovered this crap isn't about me. Facing the face means what am I going to do with people like yourself? How can I help you create a journey of trust, courage, confidence, the opportunity to build relationships with other faces without the fear of being abused? Oh, God, I just want to fold up and put myself away when I hear these stories of modern-day corporations and the way that they have returned to this abusive way with people, and their expectations are so stinking high. And then I retreat to the bathroom at the business to face the face. That face asks me all the time, how you doing, buddy? And I don't have to answer the question. Most of the time I say, I, I got it. I got it. And the face goes, no, you don't. Dude, there's nothing that I can do physically to help you. But the only thing I can do is listen to you. If you're in a place of discomfort... Maybe you're a little depressed, you're tired, you don't want to deal with people, and the fake smile, the candy-coated plastic bathroom mirror smile, isn't there. I can at least listen. But you know what's great about facing the face? Is that you don't have to physically speak words. Just look into the eyes of the face. Find your solitude, your peace. That face in the mirror may sometimes be angry with you, disappointed, but that face in the mirror will always look at you and offer support because it was born with you and it will die with you. Facing the face. Be truthful with it. Be humble with it. When you're putting on those fancy clothes, shaving, eyeliner, whatever you do in that mirror, treat the face that you face with dignity and respect. Because really, when it comes down to it, it's the only friend you've really got. Because everybody else can ghost you, divorce you, walk away, no longer talk to you, or support you. But the face you face is always going to be there. Whatever mood you're in, it's always going to be there. Ask the question, question the answers. That's called defragging. 
Do it in a journal, and if you're afraid of that, do it into a freaking smartphone. Get it out of your system, face the face. You don't have to see your face in order to be in this place. Just face the face. I'm Errol, and that's Vocal Defray.